Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Christ in Culture. This is Clint. And this is Steve. And we're excited to be back. Before we get started, we actually wanted to add kind of a new segment from now on. Not sure what we're going to call it yet, but it's kind of, we just want to talk to you guys about what are we listening to? What are we reading? And kind of the stuff that the media that we're taking in right now. And if you guys want to send us in an email or something, let us know what you're watching and what you're reading. That'd be great too. And then we can maybe take a look at that and maybe it'll be a future episode. So yeah, some of the things that I've been up to I guess is I've been reading a lot of C.S. Lewis so I've been reading his Narnia series again so I know it's for little kids but I got back into it and then Mm -hmm. his uh, screw tape letters I've been reading a lot of that too and then actually I've been watching this movie that we're actually gonna be talking about in this episode that is on Netflix so I'll let Steve talk more about that but Steve, what have you been up to reading, watching, listening to? Yeah so for me I guess that I've just sort of been watching, you know, like the show The Gifted, keeping up on that. It's coming back from its break. We did a podcast on that a month or two ago. Uh, I've been watching a show called Runaways, which is a Marvel, it's a Hulu exclusive, but it's also a Marvel movie. And we might do a podcast on that at some point in the future. But basically that that whole thing is you have a bunch of kids and they find out that their parents are, are basically a part of like an evil cult. And so like, that's, that. yeah, so it's, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting take on the whole superhero motif. And so I've been doing that, watching a lot of those sorts of shows. And then also this Netflix movie, which we're going to be talking about, which is Bright. And the movie Bright, which is on Netflix original, caught my eye because I was watching a Netflix show. I don't remember which one, probably like The Punisher or whatever it was. <laughs> And I saw these, <laughs> I saw these ads for a Will, a new Will Smith movie. And I really like Will Smith yeah. from his early days uh, on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He's got some good stuff. Yeah, Clint and I tried to rap it, and we kind of forgot, and it was a train wreck. Yeah, it was kind of bad. Yeah, but uh, we're not rappers; we're podcasters, <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine by me. We'll save you guys. Yeah, we'll save you guys the agony of listening to us try to rap. <laughs> right, right. But I've always been a fan of Will Smith. I've always liked his movies and his TV shows. Um, I've always thought him funny. And then when he has to play like a serious role, he does that also very well. Yeah, Alex, something that I was kind of caught off guard on for this is that it's kind of a fantasy movie. and But it takes place in like modern era. Right. And that's what threw me off. And I was kind of interested to see how it would happen. That's why I was excited to watch it. You have like orcs and elves and pixies and lizard people. Like all this different stuff. And then you have like modern USA. Yeah. Will Smith. Wait, what? Yeah. There's like, there's like one scene. So, so basically it takes place in a world where 
humanity and these other, you know, fantasy creatures that you see in books like The Lord of the Rings or, you know, in like a Dungeons and Dragons sort of scenario, Harry all Potter actually, whatever. Harry Potter, all these things, they actually exist and when they've grown up with us. And so history has existed as it, as it has existed just with these extra races in there. You know, it's funny because there's like one, one cop early in the film and he's talking about orcs because the orcs sided with the Dark Lord 2000 years ago. And he's like, my ancestors slaughtered them and drones like in Russia, you know what I mean? Because like there's, you know, they, it's like actually a historical event that happened. And so the movie of Bright, it handles a lot of uh, different themes. One of the main themes that it sort of touches on besides the sort of fantasy and preventing the Dark Lord from returning, is a lot of racism just because the orcs sided with the Dark Lord 2,000 years ago. They were the bulk of his armies, uh, and humans and elves and, and these other races were the ones that sort of stood up to try to defeat him, right, and, and throw off this tyranny that the Dark Lord was trying to bring about. And so that's sort of like what's kind of in the background, I guess, of going on. And so what you end up getting is you get Will Smith's character, who's a police officer named Ward, and he is stuck with the first orcish police officer, Nick Jacoby, who is just a really nice guy, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's an awesome. orc. So everybody hates him and all the other police hate him. And, you know, it's treated like, oh, they treat clan law above everything else. Um, you know, like they're, they're going to side with the orcs on all the issues. And uh, Will Smith's character asks him at some point as like there's clearly police brutality happening. He's like, are you a police officer first or are you an orc first? You know, and so it, it touches on a lot of those those really touchy themes, but it but it does it I think in a pretty classy way, especially because they're very different races. Yeah, and you know Nick Jacoby's character early in the film gets in a lot of trouble because Ward's character is shot by an orc before sort of the events of the movie happen, and apparently Nick Jacoby, the officer, wasn't able to capture the orc who shot him. And so everyone believes that he just like was like clan law above everything else. Like he let the guy get away because he was an orc. Um, and so everyone sort of hates on him for that. And and sort of what you get is, so like Nick Jacoby's character comes back in the very beginning of the film to get Will Smith's character, to take him back to the station on his first day. And like Will Smith's character is freaking out. And it's like daughter's like the voice of reason because she's like, he's a person too, yeah. you know? Like, And Will Smith's character is like, well, of course he is, honey, because, you know, he doesn't want to, be that guy but but he's like appalled that he is like seen with like an orc that showed up in a police car like at his house you know right um that there's an orc there which is super funny because they're trying to sell their house and right next door there's like a like a gangster barbecue like like an actual gang like um human (laughs) gang but like a gang (laughs) and so like he he, so he's like carrying what these like gang bangers are thinking about you know the fact that an orc is at his house because that's like how little orcs are thought of in, in this sort of fake world of bright and it's super funny because you you get it in like in Nick Jacoby's character is such a nice guy. He's like, oh, I just thought it would have been really nice to, you know, pick you up on your first day and drive you in the work. You know, he's just trying to be a nice guy and he's trying to be a good police officer. And it's really kind of heart wrenching to see some of the stuff he does because he's actually hated by the orcs as well because he's unblooded, right? So being blooded as an orc is where you have these fangs, like your bottom fangs sticking up like your canines and basically you keep those or they're filed down if you're unblooded and if you're blooded you have to do something of like great valor so probably killing someone or something because yeah, they're sort of like times it was really violent yeah but but generally it is considered something of great courage or something like that obviously with with all of the sort of tensions in the movie probably like 
killing somebody or like, you know, any other sort of way you would get into a gang, I suppose. But it's really interesting theme because so basically all this is happening up until Ward and Jacoby are called to the scene of a crime. And it's very clear as soon as they get in there that magic was used. And magic is something that exists in this universe, but there's a task force that sort of prevents that not, sort of You're not stuff. supposed to use it. They kind of frown on it, and when you do, yeah. the feds usually get called in. Get called in. And, and, and generally, to use the magic, you have to be a bright, and there's usually you have to have a wand, right? Yeah. And if you're, a, if you're a bright, you're kind of treated as a very potentially dangerous person, unless you're an elf, because elves are like the highest class of the society, like even above humans right? in a lot of ways. And so they kind of run everything. They're sort of like the, you know, the really nice, rich parts of town. And, and they're sort of the politicians and the movie stars and all these things. And humans are kind of everywhere. And then the orcs generally have to do like the menial labor. And, you know, they're the guys who clean up the garbage and they're the janitors because, yep. you know, they're orcs and you don't want them in places of power, That's right? That's the best jobs they can get. Yeah, sort of the best jobs they can get if they're not going to be a criminal, right? And, and so basically they get there and they meet this character named Tika, who is a young elf girl who has the wand, and then basically uh, Jacoby and Ward's fellow officers come in. And, and earlier in the film, you know, they, they keep trying to get Ward to say things and or, or, like, get Jacoby to admit that he let the orc go and all these sorts of things to try to get Jacoby fired because they don't want an orc there. But it'd be a PR nightmare if they if they just fired him for no reason, right? So they're really trying. So eventually they, they find out that they have this wand, and these four police officers, including the police sergeant, are like, we're going to steal the wand. And Ward, you're either with us, and you're going to kill Jacoby, or we're going to kill you and Jacoby. And then when Ward goes out to kill Jacoby, police officer's like, we're just going to kill them both anyway and take the wand. So they come out, and Ward is, like, making it seem like he's going to kill Jacoby. And then he's like, all right, who are, who's behind me in what order? And then he turns around, and he, he kills those four police officers who are trying to take the wand for power, saving Jacoby and this girl, Tika. And so there, there's all this going on, and they're on the run from this other elf woman named Layla. Yeah, Layla. Layla and, and kind of her yeah. minions. She's trying to get the wand back. It's actually her wand. It's her wand, and, and she wants to use it because if they can get three wands, and you find this out earlier in the film because there's a guy, a crazy guy with no shirt and a sword standing in the middle of the street, uh, and he's a part of an organization called the Shield of Light, right. which is considered like a... They, they end up... They're sort of painted as an extremist, magic, crazy sort of group, but they were actually the group that defeated the Dark Lord the first time around. Yeah, and, and like, he keeps going off on some kind of prophecy and stuff, which you learn more about as yeah. the movie goes on, but we don't want to Yeah, we don't want to spoil that too much. Uh, and so, you know, Tika's trying to prevent the, her from getting this wand to bring back the Dark Lord. And so they're on the run, and they get in all sorts of trouble and shenanigans until the very end. But that's pretty much the basic premise of the movie, is that it's got this like high fantasy and modern era like they're using guns <laughs> and like sometimes the wand is used but it's kind of right but but the wand is, is is difficult because most most brights are elves and this is kind of pointed out in the movie most brights are elves and there are some humans that are brights but it's like one in it's a million a, yeah. and like orcs are almost never brights right which in brights are the only ones who can use a wand and if you're not a bright and you touch the wand with your bare hands uh, you just kind of blow up. You incinerate, and everything around you sort of incinerates. Like, it's just too much magic, and you can't contain it, so you die. And everyone around you dies, yeah. which is important. Yeah. One thing I want to point out about this movie is it's definitely not a family-friendly movie. So we do encourage you to check this out. 
but don't watch it with your kids. There are there's a lot of violence. There's some inappropriate scenes in there. That, yeah, there's some lewd scenes. There's yeah, yeah. Just 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 be, watch with be caution. Wary. Uh, be wary. There is a lot of violence, especially, but just don't watch it with your kids. We should have said spoilers earlier, That's but we right. didn't. And I figure you guys know at this point if we're talking about something, we're probably going to spoil it. <laughs> I would yeah. hope. So anyway, there's a bunch of different themes in here. Uh, and the first theme I want to talk about is sort of like, you have this race of orcs, right? And they're hated for a choice that they had made 2,000 years ago, right? They had sided with the Dark Lord. And I think that the movie sort of touches on the redemption and forgiveness, you know? Like, it's been 2,000 years. These orcs were not the orcs that were alive back then. But they're still mistreated because of it. And Nick Jacoby, he, you know, he just wants to be a police officer. And, you know, yes, it's to show that orcs are not their pasts, but really it's just because he's always wanted to be a police officer. He's just always wanted to do the right thing. Um, and there's like one like kind of heartwarming scene where he's talking to, to Will Smith's character and he's saying, hey, are we friends? And Ward is like, nah, you don't want a friend like me. You know, because like Ward's kind of talking about like how he's a bad friend. But he does say, he's like, you're a good police officer. You know, and like he admits that like Jacoby is a good police officer. Something that stood out to me going off of some of this stuff you're talking about here is when they say 2,000 years ago, and they say that over and over again throughout the movie, I think they're saying that for a reason. I don't think it's kind of just an arbitrary number. When we think about 2,000 years ago in the real world, usually when we're saying 2,000 years ago, we're talking about Jesus or something along that time. And so it kind of makes me think of like 2,000 years ago in real life, we have Jesus, and you mentioned the shield of light. Right. Right. And the shield of light is who defeated the Dark Lord. And so I, I think there's kind of a trend there. 2,000 years ago, this shield of light, and, and we'll talk about it more as it goes on, defeats this Dark Lord. So Jesus defeating Satan, and kind of all that happens mm-hmm. in the same time that this would have been happening if this was the real world. So right. I think there's kind of a parallel there as well that they maybe directly, maybe indirectly are trying to get across to us. Right. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that, you know, it's interesting to see Nick Jacoby's character because he's an orc, like he's considered the, the bad guy. You know, there's plenty of times where it's like, why are the orcs always the bad guys? But, you know, he's generally like the best guy. Like he, he actually did let that orc go, but not the one that shot his partner. It's It's sort of revealed at one point that he lost that, orc in the crowd and so he started chasing another orc or he was he was walking down an alley he saw another orc and then he realized this wasn't the same orc but you know he knew that with everything going on here's this young orc kid who is just in the alley and he was he was tagging he was you know putting graffiti on the wall which is illegal but definitely what was going to end up happening is there were a bunch of cops who were looking for an orc that shot a cop and chances are they would have just shot him on sight and pretend that it was a you know that he had a gun or something like that and you know nick jacoby's character was like i couldn't let this young kid get killed so he helped him escape and then made up a story about how he got you know slipped and you know this guy like beat him up and ran away so you know he's trying to do the right thing he's trying to be this moral character and and on the theme of redemption uh we have tika and tika is this as i mentioned before the bright elf girl and she was part of this group called the Inferni, which is the what Inferni. Yeah, the inf- yeah, where she, um, which is what her sister, you find out, Layla is a part of. Yeah, right. 
And it's kind of the evil organization that's trying to yeah. bring back the Dark Lord. Yeah, they actually make a make a joke, and they're like, "What? Like the Illuminati?" And then she's like, "No, they killed the Illuminati like ten years ago." Yeah. <laughs> it's like a really funny joke, but but yeah, the Inferni are this group of re- renegade elves that are trying to bring back the Dark Lord, and Tika was a part of it. And then she stole Layla's wand and ran away. Well, she ran away, and then Layla sent an assassin with her wand, and then. Tika right. stole it and killed the assassin, and that's where the beginning of the movie sort of starts. And it just shows that, like, Tika, even though she was, like, really deep into it, right? Like, she was a part of this very, very dark organization, kind of almost like the satanic organization of this world. You know, even she could be redeemed. You know, there wasn't, like, too far gone. Like, she was always able to come back, and, and she joined the Shield of Light, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they were the ones who were protecting her. And so I want to get back to the wand because the wand is like the central switching point. Like the beginning of the film deals a lot with like the themes of race and like that permeates throughout the film. But as soon as the wand is introduced, it kind of switches to this struggle of power and temptation and and a lot more of those Christian sort of themes. Yeah, I think at one point they refer to it as a weapon of mass destruction that grants wishes. So you can only imagine being able to have this portable weapon mm-hmm. of mass destruction that also grants whatever you want and as soon as that's introduced into the, the, the game everyone wants it and it kind of ups the playing field a little bit right ups the ante but as we mentioned unless you're a bright you can't touch or use the wand or you blow up right so <laughs> you know? everyone's trying to get their hands on it but yeah there's actually one scene where like a gangster grabs it and like him and all the other gangsters blow up yeah and then uh, there's like a smoke in the air and jacoby's character's like what happened to him and uh, Ward, Will Smith's character is like, I think we're breathing them, <laughs> you know, because because they just sort of glow, they like all start glowing and then they blow up. So the wand is this sort of temptation of power, right? It, it represents very much the same way in Lord of the Rings, the one ring represents. It's like this temptation, like mm-hmm. temptation to sin in general. But it leads to these corrupt police officers that just want it for power. It leads to these gangsters shooting up the city looking for Ward and Jacoby. It leads to the Inferni just going on killing sprees because they're elves and so they're super fast and super strong and clearly trained <laughs> to be assassins. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, they're like they're super overpowered. They're, just, they're, they're crazy to see. But what I think is really interesting is that all, like, all these people are looking for the wand, but it's not only for evil reasons, right? So obviously Layla wants to resurrect the Dark Lord and the police want this unlimited power. And there's like one police officer, I forget what his name is, but he's like the worst character. The one yeah. with the mustache. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah, he's he's a terrible character. And but it's funny, so Poison is this gang leader, like a gangster, like a human gangster leader in a wheelchair. And, you know, and so there's this scene where he's talking to Ward and Ward's like, Poison, we've never had problem before. And he's like, Well, I hear there's a wand on my turf that makes it mine. And so they're chasing him through the city and like obviously the gangsters are considered bad guys, but then you find out that and he's just like, I just want the wand because he wants to be able to walk again. You know, he has like a, a bag in his side. He's in a wheelchair. Almost like a catheter. He's in a wheelchair. He like He's actually looking for healing. And he wants the wand not for some sort of nefarious purpose or overpower. He's looking to be able to heal himself with the power of this wand. And I think that that sort of talks a lot about the nature of sin. That that it's like sometimes we, sometimes it's not just that we have like inherently evil tendencies are like the things we desire are necessarily inherent evils but when we remove them from the path when we sort of stray uh that's when we sort of get ourselves in trouble the right? end, end does not justify the means yeah and the end yeah end does not justify the means and that and then when we treat 
something is an end in itself, we sort of get get sidetracked and, and we get ourselves into a lot of trouble. And so, you know, we have all of this and then getting into like specifically Christ-oriented themes, there's one scene in Jacoby throughout the film, he kind of talks about potentially dying, about, you know, dying as a hero. And so they're captured by these orcs. I think it's a pretty big theme from the very get-go because Ward was shot, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's a big topic of discussion. And Jacoby basically say, says, well, I would be kind of, honored to to die in the service of uh, yeah of being a police officer you know he's so dedicated to protecting people and, and trying to write the name of of the orc right people and, that he's willing to die for that right and there's there's actually a, a a sense where when they realize that they're in a lot of trouble and that the police are all out to get them and they don't know who to trust there's at one point where you know nick jacoby's character kind of talks and he's like we're not police officers after this are we it's like, if I die tonight, I'd die as a hero. You know, like I'd still be a police officer, I'd die as a hero. And what ends up happening is they're captured by these orcs who are all blooded and they're, they're mocking Jacoby for being unblooded, right? That he's not a real orc. And so they're asking where the wand is and they're torturing Ward and uh, Jacoby. And then he's like, my son's going to earn his... He's going to be, be, be blooded, blooded. yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's going to shoot this guy. So he calls over his, his son... And his son ends up being the orc that Jacoby let go and helped escape from the police. And so he's like, I can't shoot him. He helped me escape. And so he takes the gun and he says to Jacoby, he's like, you would have made, like, you know, he's like, oh, you were so resilient. You know, like you, like basically like his, his courage in the face of being tortured and not giving up the location of the wand was so courageous that it would have like earned him to be blooded, mm-hmm. you know? And so this, this orc looks at him and he's like, you know, you would have made a great orc. And Jacoby responds, he's like, I am a great orc, you know, which is like Got a great, him. which is a great line. Uh, and so they shoot Jacoby and they like shoot him into like this pit, which like, I don't know what it is with the giant holes and orcs, but it's like the giant hole that you see in the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> like it's just this giant shaft that goes down yeah. to like nowhere. And so they shoot him and he like falls into this pit. Tika, who's there, says like, she like screams and she grabs the wand. And it's the first time, I mean, as the audience, I think you kind of know she's a bright, but Obviously, Ward and Jacoby had no idea. They just thought she was some... Because she's, like, wearing gloves when she has the wand, you know? And so she grabs the wand, and she, like, calls back up Jacoby's body, and she, like, brings him back to life. And, like, as soon as he's brought back to life, as soon as he, like, Gabe takes his gasp of air and, like, his feet touch the ground, they have, like, this, like, all these candles that, like, form sort of like a tree in the background. Everything lights up. Like, all these candles become light, and it's, like, super bright. And the orcs fall to the ground, and there's, like, this orc priest sort of guy and he's like he's like he's been resurrected like it is the great prophecy yeah i didn't notice the lights the first time through yeah. but i'm glad you pointed that out that's kind of emphasizing the the whole light theme you know mm-hmm. and, and christ himself calls himself the light you know yeah you are the light of the world he says that to us too so yeah and, and so you have jacoby being sort of this christ-like character who like he willingly dies and he's brought back to life not by his power right but but another's and he's sort of brought back to life and then all these orcs sort of or forget, and they weren't expecting, I don't think, him because he was unblooded. You know, like he wasn't the top dog orc. Like he was a sort of a second class citizen, sort of like how Christ was a poor man. He wasn't what you would expect from a king, right? They were expecting some sort of warrior king. Instead, they got like a very humble carpenter. In the same way, they were expecting some sort of warrior orc and they got an unblooded police officer, <laughs> you know? And that actually parallels the first bright in history to wield a wand which was Jirak, who was also an unblooded orc. 
And that was actually the one who used the first wand to defeat the Dark Lord. So he was the one with the Shield of Light. Like he was the Shield of, Shield of Light member who took the wand, was the first bright in history and defeated the Dark Lord. He was also an orc, which I think is like very rare because orcs aren't usually brights. And, right. And he was also an orc that wasn't a part of the Dark Lord's army. And I think that, that shows that, which I think also sort of shows a nature of sin, right? That like orcs aren't inherently evil, even from the original battle. And that, you know, we ourselves are not inherently evil, but we have the choice of good or evil, right? And that's sort of what, you know, what we have to make of it. And what I think is super funny, so Jacoby gets resurrected. All these orcs are in awe. They just kind of get the walk out of there. But then Tika, who this whole time is speaking Elvish, suddenly starts speaking perfect English, which to Ward, <laughs> he was so mad. Oh, he's so upset. <laughs> he was like, oh, now you speak perfect English. But then like she has like all these like veins running through her, but it's a like, complete black, and she's like spitting up a black liquid, like almost like a black blood. And she's dying because she used so much power to resurrect Jacoby. And what's funny is Jacoby is is he's like, I think we're in a prophecy. You know, like, he's the first really... Which, I mean, for the record, like, Jacoby's not just because he's a super bright guy. Like, the crazy dude in the back of the car, the sword that they ended up arresting, starts speaking orcish, and he talks about how he's the great prof... Like, he's going to be this, like, great prophet of this, like... Like the, you know, of the prophecy and like, he's the chosen one and yeah, his partner is going to be a chosen one as well. Yeah. And he's so confused and he's like, and so Ward's like, he's speaking orcish. Like, what's he saying? He's like, he's not making any sense, but like, he's <laughs> literally spelling out the prophecy. Yeah. And so they take Tika, they have to take Tika back to the shield of light headquarters that they first found her and put her in this pool for her to be able to heal. And when they get there and I thought this was super crazy, yeah, they awesome. get there and they show this pool and the pool has like this tree growing out of it. It's in the shape of a cross. Yeah, it's like, just a giant cross. This is a they giant show it from like the, the sky, aerial side, sky yeah. view down. It's just it's just a giant cross shaped pool and like with a circle in the middle, and that's where like the tree's growing out. And so they like take her there and they have to defeat the Inferni, these all these elves, and they mm-hmm. they kill the the two underlings and then Layla they kind of kill, but she heals herself using magic somehow because they shoot her twice and she comes back and then typical yeah typical right. And then as they're healing, as like Ward is in the pool, he like with Tika, he's like, so what now? And she's like, just have faith. Right. And I'm just like, ah, like it's so Christian. Like they're in this cross for healing and they just have to have faith that it'll heal. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I mean, going along with this light versus darkness thing Mm -hmm. that's going through the whole movie, that cross, the water within it is radiating this really bright Bright light. light. You know, yeah. this, this light of healing. Yeah, and you have this like healing, and it's like this. Yeah, and so you have like this, bl- and I don't think it's by accident that you have this black, bl- like black liquid flowing through her. Like yeah. it's black and inky and dark, and then you have this light, and like the light of the cross is what's like healing her of like the darkness that's killing her. And at the very end, so Layla comes and she has the wand, and she's just about to like destroy all of these guys, but he's about to like destroy all of them. And then Jacoby like shoots this like super powerful gun and like shoots the wand right out of her hand. And <laughs> Ward's like, if you were trying to shoot the wand out of her hand, that was a great <laughs> shot. <laughs> like, totally wasn't. That. Totally. Yeah. But he wasn't. And he's like, next time though, like shoot her in the head. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, like this. And then he finds out the gun is empty. And so she's laughing because they have no more ways to defeat her. She's just going to, because she can like, almost like the force with a lightsaber, she can just summon the wand back to her hand. And so she goes out to like grab the wand and uh, Nick's character is like, goes to like lunge for it. And he's like about to grab it. And she's like, you'll just kill yourself. And he's got kind of the plan. I figure we'll just 
all blow up and prevent you from bringing back the Dark Lord. And he's like fully expecting to grab this wand and like sacrifice himself, which I think is like very Christ-like, right? Like willing to die for for others, right? To die for the for the good, to defeat the Dark Lord. And he grabs this wand and it turns orange and he's a bright. <laughs> and he like has no he has no idea what to do he's like freaking out and it's really funny because you know Atika tells him like what spell to use to defeat her and then he casts a spell and Layla is destroyed and the feds come the magic feds come and they get the wand and all these sorts of things and they clean up the mess and at the very end of the movie Jacoby and Ward are hailed as heroes and they look out in the crowd and they see because they couldn't find Tika's body or like where she went she wasn't in the pool or anything and they it's kind of assumed that she might have blown up but then you see her walking through the crowd showing like she kind of shows that she's all right and it's really really cool and and you know we usually try to wrap these things up with some sort of challenge for you guys and and I guess for me the theme that that I, I sort of see when I see like Jirak and the original Circle of Light, and then you see Jacoby and Ward, is sort of these parallels, right? That Jirak was kind of like the, you know, the one who put away the Dark Lord, right? He was the the original Bright. He was the one who, with this Shield of Light, like he was that Christ-like figure that, that defeated the Dark Lord 2,000 years ago. And that there's this resurgence of the Dark Lord, right? There are these people who are trying to bring back that evil, right? That reign of evil. And, and I think that, you know, we see that today, right? Like, there are definitely evil forces at work, you know, in, in even modern society. And it's the saints who mirror this original hero, right? That mirror Christ in a lot of ways. And it's through them trying to work for the good that they're able to, to prevent evil from, from spreading, right? And so you see a lot of Christ-like themes in Jacoby and Ward, but I think Antica, but I think that, you see that in a lot of the saints as well, mm-hmm. right? And that, that they're kind of like these modern-day saints. They're the kind of ones that, you know, I think about St. Paul, like, I am no longer me, but I, it is Christ. Like I, like, I no longer live, but it's Christ in me. Christ who lives in me, yeah. Christ who lives in me, yeah. And so, so you kind of see that theme sort of played out. So my challenge for you guys, I guess, would be to be saints, <laughs> which is easier said than done. But I, I would encourage you guys to, to sort of challenge yourselves to be the bright light out there that, that I don't think it's by design that this is called bright and that there's like all this light metaphor and that the wand is light and the Jacoby when he comes back it's all this lights and the cross is light in the pool but that like we are called to be the light right and so we need to to be in the world but not of it right and we need to be a shining light to others who are, are stuck in darkness because there are people like Tika who are completely caught in darkness and all they need is to see the light to come back home. Yeah, I think that's a pretty big and and kind of frightening challenge sometimes. But when we think about it, to be a saint literally just means to be holy. You know, you don't even have to be dead to be a lowercase saint, you know? To be a saint just literally means sanctus in Latin, which is a holy one. So just choosing these small acts of light in our life are going to bring us closer to that holiness, closer to that sanctification, even on this earth before we right. go on to and, our final kingdom. Right. And and I think that to simplify it even more, sometimes we just have to be like Tika and we have to let the healing waters of the cross and Christ like wash over us and just have faith. Yeah. Which is 
an awesome theme yeah. <laughs> in that movie. But but yeah, just guys, that's sort of what we have. And then, Clint, you have a special prayer request, correct? Yeah, so before we get there, let's do some shout-outs real quick. Okay. So this week, I actually wanted to do shout-outs to all of our Canadian listeners. So the past couple of weeks, we have had a ton of listeners from Canada from all over the place. So not sure who you are or how you found the podcast, but thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. And just keep spreading the word. If we can make Canada our top listening base, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be uh, cool. Yeah, we, we have a lot of listeners. We were looking at it. We're like all over the place. Yeah, all over the world. So it's, yeah. it's kind of We have cool. a lot of you people from the UK. Yeah, the United Kingdom and uh, Japan is the other yeah. new one. So if you're the listeners in the UK and Japan, thanks for tuning in as well. Yeah, Hopefully we appreciate you all. So do you have any other shout outs? I, I mean, I guess we have like, what, two people that top the list for the most most listens. Nick and... Yeah, Nick and Kenzie. Kenzie, so, yeah. They're good so friends. So. They're good friends. And, well, yeah. I don't know Kenzie, but we both know Nick. Yeah. Well, Kenzie's a good guy too. I can speak for that. So Kenzie, if you're still listening, which I'm sure you are, thanks. Thank yeah, you. thank you guys for listening to pretty much all of our podcasts. Right. <laughs> it means it means something. Yeah. So, oh, we're going to be on Google Play. Yeah. We yeah. just got approved for Google Play. So, if you are so if you have iTunes, obviously we are on that, but if you do not and you have an Android phone, we are now on Google Play. Or if you just have a Google account, if yeah. you have a Gmail or something. Yes, yeah, so you guys can catch us on that. And then obviously we are still on soundcloud soundcloud and itunes and itunes so, so we're on all three now maybe in the future we can figure out how to get on some other things if you guys think there's another platform that we should try to get in on let us know if there's anything that you guys as we mentioned earlier like what you guys are listening to let us know send us an email message us on facebook group our facebook group and then also challenge us give us some ideas we would love to go out and watch a movie or watch binge watch a tv show or read a book and then talk about it because honestly guys this podcast is is for you guys to get something out of it so hopefully hopefully you know you guys are, are getting a lot out of it and that we're helping you in your spiritual lives we're helping you to see christ and everything but you know if there's anything that you guys are like oh there's definitely no way they can find christ in this challenge us we promise we probably can <laughs> Well, and if not, then hopefully. we will. And then, and then, if we can't, we'll have to get on the air and tell you guys that we couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, so you guys get you get to rub that in our face. Yeah. So. So, like Steve said, I have a special prayer request for everyone. I found out last night that a good friend of mine that I used to work with at the Pines Catholic Camp, we were counselors together there. His name is Jacob Weave Philip. He died last night in, in a in a motorcycle accident. So if you guys could just pray for him and his soul and, and for his family, that'd be really greatly appreciated. Thanks for the adventure and rest easy, brother. <laughs>